Hi, and welcome to Field Chats, Environmental Action Civics Essentials, Episode 10, brought to you by EarthForce. Today, we're excited to share an interview our program manager, Kristen Dorfman, did with young changemakers from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. These young people, alongside their teacher and our partners at Communitopia, led the charge to implement a school-wide composting plan. We can't wait for you to hear their story. Enjoy. Hi, all. This is Kristen from EarthForce, and we're here today with some partners and students from both Communitopia and Environmental Charter School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, they are all here today with us to share about their Environmental Action Civics project, and we're super excited to hear from them. Something that we've been aiming for lately is to really hear the perspective of everybody that's involved, from facilitator to community partners, educators, and especially students, and hear the stories that are coming out. Um, so we're joined here today with four folks. So could you all introduce yourself, say your name, where you're from, if you're a student or a teacher? Um, my name is Sharda Sangameshwaran, and I'm Director of School Programs at Communitopia. Um, and I've had the privilege of working with the ECS middle school students um, in the last year. It's been great fun, and I'll let them introduce themselves as well as Ms. Ford. Um, my name is Evie Bard. I'm in eighth grade. I'm an ECS student. I've been in Climate Action Team for about three years now, and I hope to continue. Uh, my name is Charles. I'm in eighth grade, and I'm in the ECS Climate Action Team. My name is Daryl Ford, and I'm the middle school science teacher at ECS Middle School, and I have been co-teaching the Climate Action Team for the last three years. Awesome. It's great to meet you all. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, so we're here to talk about um, your Environmental Action Civics Project. So really broadly, it's totally okay to stay big picture. Tell us about your project. You know, what did you do? What was your project all about? And Evie or Charles, we'd love to hear from one of you first. So our project was to basically just get compost passed kind of in our school cafeteria. Um, we had noticed we hadn't had composting, but we had like compost bins and we have a couple of school buildings and we've had compost at the other school buildings. So um, we passed around a petition to students to sign for compost in the cafeteria. We measured food waste in our cafe and we did we presented all this information to the school board. We're like the environmental charter school, but we weren't really doing anything for the environment at the middle school. So our goal was to do a little bit more for the environment, like try to compost and stuff. Yeah, thank you, Charles. I think um, that was a important driving point for our students in the climate action team. So two years ago, I believe it was, we did an, a climate audit at our school. And this was led by students in the climate action team as well to look for areas of growth um, mm -hmm. in the area of sustainability at our school. And so a lack of like composting and recycling at our middle school was something that um, stood out during that climate audit that the kids did. Um, and so that led them to, as Evie and Charles said, do the petition um, and start to really get um, things moving with composting at the middle school. Yeah, that like leads right into the next question that I was going to ask you is what processes did you take that led you to want to focus on food waste and composting? You mentioned the food waste audit. Like, how did that work? What did you do? We had bins of compost at each of the three lunches at our school. And we just, they had people compost like the normal amount they would for their lunches. And then we just measured how much we generated in a day mm -hmm. from that. 
were there any uh, like people that you had to talk to or who else did you talk to to learn about that issue? We talked to the lunch staff about it, but we could also see that like from being at lunch every day, we could see that like most most of the times, like about half of the lunch on people's trays were just thrown away. So we knew we could probably generate a good amount of compost from just one day. You know, we um, I'm going to interject this is Sharda with Communitopia. And as we were working with the climate action team um, on my first day, actually, when I I, I'm, I started in February, uh, on my very first day at the climate action team here in ECS, I found this petition circling around. So they were already pretty enthusiastic about doing this. So what we really did was to take that Earth Force you know, protocol that um, um, you have and sort of walk the students through the process. So, you know, one of the one of the tasks was to, you know, engage the stakeholders. So mm-hmm. um, we did uh, first we learned about composting and what it was and the different kinds of compost uh, systems that are out there um, just to give students kind of a background of things. And they did some of their independent research on this as well. Um, we even had a great visit to um, a local farm to learn about composting. And so we we saw it in action. And of course, we got to visit goats, which always helps. Um, they're, you know, they're a great hit. Um, but that was some of the legwork that we did. And then um, kind of taking all the information that we gathered, um, we went and, and, and talked to the um, employees of the cafeteria because we felt that without their buy-in or without their input, this was you know not gonna be a non-starter. So we really needed to get their perspective. Um, which is what the students did. We went, we had our questions and we had a really positive um, conversation with the cafeteria folks who were actually incredibly supportive. They were um, really gung-ho about this process. So that was helpful. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that research piece. Um, I'm, you know, I'm wondering like, what kind of things did you ask the cafeteria staff and, you know, what were the strengths and weaknesses that you found as you were kind of looking into this issue a bit more? We walked around our school and kind of looked for places that we could compost mm-hmm. and we could put a compost receptacle. And we talked to the cafeteria staff and they were all just like excited and like really supportive about the idea of putting a compost bin in. Yeah, and this is um, Daryl Ford speaking. Something else um, is that we went back and forth about whether or not we would do composting in-house or mm-hmm. if we would need to work with commercial composting. I mean, actually, our middle school had in the past done composting, but um, they were getting fined because people weren't doing it correctly. Um, and so that's something that we learned, too, when we talked to the cafeteria staff. Um, so then the climate action team realized that there would need to be some educational outreach to our school community if we were going to make this work. And that was something that they engaged in as well, helping to teach, um, you know, their fellow cohorts about composting and why it's important and how to compost correctly um, so that we could roll this out. Well, I'd love to talk about their educational piece because I thought I felt that that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually broke the the classroom into teams to kind of tackle different aspects of um, this project. So, you know, one of the teams was just going to create um, kind of a composting plan. Like, what are the different steps? Like, how does the food get collected? Where does it go after that? Where does it get stored? All the little nitty gritty um, to kind of create a a playbook for composting. But we had a different group that was, 
actually in charge of just the, the educational piece. So one, one set of students decided to do posters, but you know, when I was um, kind of floating around the classroom, I noticed that there was a group of kids who were actually having a lot of fun. And so I went over to try to see what they were up to. And they were actually um, creating what looked like a video game to teach students how to compost. So I was, they were in the middle of animating a banana peel um, uh, and putting it into different compost bins and such. So I thought that was really a fun and creative approach that I wouldn't have thought of, but you know, certainly they did. So um, there was another student who was actually doing a traditional game um, of composting. It was kind of based loosely on snakes and ladders, which was also very creative. So lots of creativity. That's cool. I would love to hear from Evie or Charles, um, like which team were you all on and how do you think that kind of breaking all the tasks down into teams, how did that go? I was on one of the teams that made the posters, but then mm. I was actually in the cafeteria when we were doing the little audit of like how much compost we would get. So I was like, uh, we went up on stage with Ms. Sharda every lunch and kind of just explained like what we could compost kind of what composting is and then we were just standing next to the compost bins all cafeteria kind of like guiding people on how to compost and what to compost something else that our students did for educational outreach um though i don't believe it was evie or charles but they were still members <clears throat> climate action team who did this but we have a weekly video segment at our middle school and so um, two students were interviewed for that segment so that they could also talk to students about composting um, and that was then shown to the entire school so our entire middle school at some point there were like just different touch points where students were being educated about composting um, thanks to the work of the climate action team yeah i was just thinking about that how you've got you know, kind of you're on stage, you're right there next to the compost bin, you're on video, you've got so many ways of reaching people. And I think that's a really um, wonderful aspect of the project that you all put together that you're reaching people in different ways at different um, touch points, like you said, Ms. Ward. It's kind of like a layering effect. So we, you know, the message really sinks in when you get to people in different um, angles. Did you have to talk to your school board about this? Yeah, Ms. Ford, you're nodding your head, yes. Um, so when you talked to the school board, what did you ask of them? Did you ask for a change? And how did that discussion go with your school board? So we had made, like, we had prepared a slideshow to present to the school board about kind of what composting is, how much it would cost, how much we would, like, kind of generate from our school cafeteria. And we had like a great response from the school board and especially from our CEO. He mm. kind of pulled us aside afterwards and was like, oh my gosh, I love that. I'm so excited that students brought this up to us. And so we, like throughout this whole process, we've had a really positive response from a lot of the people we've talked to. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it sounds like you came prepared with all of your facts and figures to talk to them. They had definitely done their research and um, we had them practice their presentation ahead of time so they could work out all the all the kinks and stuff. So um, they were well prepared when they went there. Yeah. And I mean, did they have any kind of questions or concerns or, or barriers for you? I was one of the people who was up there presenting. I honestly can't really remember because it was last year. But I I don't remember any really big questions that really like 
put a bump in the road. I think mm-hmm. it was mostly just supportive. Yeah, that's great. I, I noticed frequently that um, when someone like a school board or a town council or, you know, whatever, someone in that type of position is presented with a proposal like you all had, they often don't know all of the facts themselves and they're learning it as you're presenting it to them um, because you all came in as experts, right? So I think that's really cool that um, they had an overwhelmingly positive response. Also interested to hear from Charles or Evie, how did it feel talking to them? It was, I mean, it was a little nerve wracking, but once we got up there, they were just so positive and they were all paying like attention and nodding along. And it was a, I mean, it was a pretty quick um, presentation. So it was, I mean, it felt good to get up there and know that we were like actually making a little bit of a change. And just to add to that, um, you know, this was a successful presentation because um, composting has been opened at school um, actually in October of this year. Um, so, you know, this I think the presentation was a success. Yeah. And that change that you asked for ended up happening in real life. It's fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's huge. Thank you. So, yeah. Last question for you all. Um, what advice would you give other young folks who want to make a change in their community? What would you say to them? So I think you should just be like very conscious about your community and try to have conversations and talk about your problems in the community so you can improve. I would say like the big thing for me is working together to do it. Like just people will pay more attention to you if you've got a big group supporting one thing and that just makes change happen quicker. I think what made our project so successful is that it was student-led. I mean, I think that that's really important for young people, students to recognize how significant they are. Um, They can be catalysts in their community. um, And I think our students on the climate action team really showed this. Um, It takes a lot to stand in front of a lot of adults and tell them the things that they need to uh, fix about their school um, or about their practices um, in regards to sustainability or climate action or anything else. Um, It takes a a lot of guts to do that. And I think, too, that a lot of times young people don't really feel like they're listened to, but you really are. So your voices are really important. And so I would encourage um, our young ones to continue to speak out for what they know is right. Um, and to do that legwork because they really can make a difference. Um, I'd love to add to that. This is Sharda. Um, I would say um, also, you know, find your allies. They are out there for sure. It's just a matter of finding those people who can, you know, help you along in the ride. Um, and also, you know, just, um, you know, the change can be, doesn't have to be huge. I think change can be small, but very meaningful. Um, and once you start becoming a change maker, then the next step is easier. So it just sort of builds upon um, itself. And then the last thing, and this is something that I've learned from the work that I do is, you know, have fun during the process, because this is, you know, this type of work is, it's something that's for the long haul. So you just really need to um, have fun along the way, you know, be positive and just know that, you know, you can make a difference. Um, That's, I think, really important. Yeah. Thanks so much, y'all. Um, It's been really awesome to hear your story and to hear some of your reflections as well. Charles, I love what you said about being conscious about your community. You know, hearing them and then being heard yourself um, is a really big thing. That's awesome. Thank you for that reflection. I'm curious from Charles and Evie, what what did you learn about yourself 
was there anything that surprised you? Like, whoa, I can do this or like, oh, I didn't know I, you know, just any skills you developed or things you learned about yourself. Yeah. So I joined the climate action team in sixth grade. And before then, I really didn't know how much I was infected by climate change and our environment and stuff like that. So I think I really just learned a lot and it, I was educated about our problems. I learned like if you care about something enough, it's easy to make change for it because you want it to change. Mm-hmm. I think it, because you care about it so much. And thanks for asking that question too. I think that's really important. Um, mm-hmm. I've known Evie and Charles for the last three years and I had the privilege of getting to teach them in sixth and seventh grade. And I think that the growth, not just in your confidence, but also just in your thoughtfulness, you both are very thoughtful in the problems that you're tackling. And obviously it's because they resonate with you and they touched you on a personal level. So even if that's something that I can definitely see um, the growth in that area and even just you guys being involved in doing this podcast interview. Um, I mean, if you think about your sixth grade self, is this, is this anything that you thought you would be doing or be capable of doing um, compared to now? So I think that that's something um, that you both should be really proud of and reflect on too. Honestly, it's, I think this has informed my practice so much because for the climate action team in general, just the way that it functions like this is all student led. So whatever ideas or just like initiatives that we start, like that's, that's all the students and I'm just a facilitator, you know, they need help with like making connections with people in the community or on our school board or with research like you know that's that's the role that i fill but otherwise the ideas are theirs um the actions we take are theirs um and so that's been really important for me because i think sometimes it's hard whenever you know you are the educator you have a specific responsibility and sometimes it's hard to like be hands-off um but this is really working with these students in the climate action team has really helped me to be a more hands-off educator and just like letting students learn by doing and exploring on their own and sometimes it's trial and error and that's okay i also have to add that first of all it's been amazing to work with daryl she's one of those educators who really gets it um but you know this year um as we move on and you know we've got Uh, Some old students in the climate action team, but then we've got some new students uh, joining. And I just can't wait to see how the students who are eighth graders now are, will start to mentor those students who are sixth graders or seventh graders or who have never done this work before. And so, you know, those students are really looking up to the eighth graders who've participated before to um, sort of see, you know, how does this work? You know, what what can we do? Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that uh, dynamic this year. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate your voices. Um, and thanks so much for sharing. Thank you all. Thank you, Charles and Evie. Thank you. Thank, Thank you yeah. for this amazing opportunity, Earth Force, for uh, allowing us to present, uh, present our project. <laughs>